All right, Jerry Mason, Kick and Lawyer, and we are live again. I said we weren't going to do them live, but now we are for this one. Anyway, we're live for another Law Talk. Thank you guys for watching. As always, please uh, like, follow, subscribe to the content on all platforms for podcasts, social media, etc. We're on TikTok. Uh, lots of exciting things over there on TikTok. Just look at Kick and Lawyer on TikTok. NA, the band, the local guys uh, have an album that's out for free, Inside My Head. You can download that wherever you listen to music. They would appreciate that. Follow them on social media, too. Michelle Allen's a longtime sponsor of our show. If you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'd be glad to help you. Just visit her there, the Cry Like Realtors. Uh, High Octane Martial Arts has been in Covington since 93, and we just opened a location in Millington this year. You can visit masonsmartialarts.com for more information on how to get started on your own black belt journey. Jam Books and Records is another business that we're hoping to get uh, launched here. I'm hoping this month, as soon, as soon as they get the location finished, we'll be in there. So hopefully before the end of the month, you can check us out. And then uh, Josh, of course, will help you with your branding, uh, website design, commercials, etc. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. So joining me today for a law talk is a returning guest. And what I was going to say at the beginning is I know you as Justin Wallace, but I know you're going by Reed Wallace now more. Which way do you, do you care? You know, you can call me Justin because that's how you know me. Okay. So it's one of those things where I, we kind of talked about it last time. Yeah, I thought I asked you about work, it. Yeah. It's yeah. a read, but everybody here calls me Justin. Okay. So we start I'm calling. Used to we it. call you Jr. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or my, my mama calls me Jay Reed. So Jay Reed. Yeah. Jay yeah, Reed. Yeah. That sounds like a rapper name. It kind of does. Jay, Jay last Reed. time your mama was here, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your mama's been a big kicking lawyer supporter mm-hmm. for a long time. I appreciate it. Yeah, she's the number one fan. So we try. Uh, she probably is actually. <laughs> I got like a fans. That's probably her. Uh, we try to get Justin to come by. Have you seen him in a while? Um, my brother, funeral. my brother Justin. Yeah, yeah. I think it was your dad's funeral was last, last time. time. But I sent I sent him messages on Facebook. Well, he he said he gets off at four thirty, and I was like, well, just come on by when you get done. And he didn't say yes or no, which in Justin world sometimes means he may come by. So yeah. he may come by. We were excited because as I say it, it makes me remember this about you. You and him both were big into Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Josh and I just met Kevin Eastman at the Memphis Comic Expo and got a. We've got Justin an autographed um, Ninja Turtle sketch thing from him. Um, but, yeah, you were a big turtle guy. You still oh, like yeah. the turtles? Uh, well, I haven't seen anything. Like, I haven't seen any of the new movies or uh-huh. the new shows or anything. But I think. Um, I may still have some of the old action figures somewhere buried in a closet or a box. Somewhere. Some of the original ones carry okay value uh, if you have them you know, on the cards obviously they're uh, worth more but yeah they carry some pretty decent value mm-hmm. so how is uh how's your wife and and kids and everything going oh they're doing all, good all good yeah kids are getting big and you know we we haven't i can't remember if we discussed it or how long ago it was when you were on he was on episode 101 and this is 148 yeah so but was uh, the ukraine war going yeah, on? Oh, it just yeah. kicked it off just, didn't it? it had just kicked off yeah when he was on yeah how is that not to get into the personal business but how is that with her uh, your his wife is uh from the ukraine so from ukraine not ukraine. The ukraine i'm sorry from ukraine <laughs> i obviously i'm an american and don't know anything about uh geography or anything so yeah so somebody put it to me once that said that you know like saying the ukraine is sort of like saying the south so the south is part of the united states and to say the ukraine makes it seem like it's still part of russia but it's actually its own country so they call it well, Ukraine. i didn't mean it that way i say the united states of america so when i say the well, I ukraine correct yeah but that's my point was there was no uh ill intent i mm. inferred it with the same respect that i would say to uh estados unidos like a uneducated american <laughs> exactly that, that's that's exactly what i would say to this in any event how are things there has she been communicating with family are they good yeah well her parents were actually here for about five months over the summer mm-hmm. so we convinced them to come back so they were here for a while you know just to kind of have a reprieve from all the the fighting but luckily they live in a city where it's not right on the front line so they're probably <clears throat> Have you heard about the uh, nuclear reactor at Zaporozhia? Mm-hmm. So they're probably 60 kilometers west of that. Mm-hmm. So the front line's kind of east of that nuclear reactor. They live more to the west, so they're not in the direct fighting. But one of the difficulties is is that they're, the town they live in is Zelensky's hometown. Mm-hmm. So Russia is kind of petty, so they keep firing rockets into that city because it's kind of like a jab to the Zelensky. So they're worried, but... Yeah, they they are probably the most strong-willed people ever. It'd have to be. I'm curious about this. So, Zelensky, Mm -hmm. 
you know, all that most of us Americans, I mean, some people have looked at it a little deeper, but a lot of Americans, I think, are just looking at it by what we saw pushed in the media in the beginning of the war, strong leader, et cetera. But he was a comedian, I think, in the beginning. And I was curious what the country's view was on him. Like, was he liked uh, universally or was it a Trump figure? You know, like, what was the feeling of the people towards Zelensky? Well, they, they kind of thought, well, it, there's some mixed feelings. So they, a lot of people liked him because he was a famous comedian there. So, I mean, he was super popular in Russia and Ukraine. And, you know, he was pretty well liked. And then he did a TV show where he was a comedian who became president. And it was like this I, comedy I heard show. about that, yeah, yeah. And so then it was like, hey, you know, he seemed like he would be a decent president. Maybe <laughs> Based he on the show? <laughs> yeah, and so he did. And then he kind of ran on this platform of anti-corruption, like, hey— we understand that there's a lot of corruption in politics in Ukraine. He wants to clean that up. And, you know, he won the election and then, you know, all this happened. And I think when Russia invaded is kind of when the opinions changed more positively towards him mm -hmm. because everybody kind of thought, hey, he's a comedian. He'll do this for one term. He'll be out. And then we'll have somebody else in there who's just as corrupt or whatever. And he really kind of stepped up and became a leader on the world stage, gathering support from all these countries. And, a lot of people have changed their opinion to like him more, but then there's also the hardliners who are like, yeah, he's just a corrupt politician. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just in it to, you know, enrich himself. And, but I, I'm pretty sure you're going to have that in every country. Mm. So that's not something you can get away from. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always interesting because I, I hate to say this with, we don't know what's real and not, you know, real on the news. Mm -hmm. And so I know in the beginning, there was a big push, people being so supportive of Ukraine and Zelensky. And then I would see sort of uh, just very few, but random news reports that maybe showed that there was maybe some dissension towards him. Maybe there was corruption there with him, et cetera. And anyway, I was just curious what they thought. Hmm. Yeah. Have, I don't guess you guys have any intentions of going over there to visit in the near future. Not in the near future. Well, we'd actually planned on going. The So it kicked off, I think, in February, March. Um, man, it's almost two years now. Yeah. So we, were, we had planned on trying to make a trip there because um, – you know, my daughter's a dual citizen, so mm -hmm. she has a Ukrainian citizenship and a U.S. citizenship. And so for my son, we wanted to do the same thing. And one of the rules is you have to take him physically there, mm -hmm. you know, to do the paperwork and everything. And so we said, okay, well, we'll go that year. And then it all kicked off. But now we've said, yeah, we're not going at all until, you know, we know for 100% that it's safe to go. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, my in-laws came here, so to get here, they had to take a bus from their city to Poland, and that was an 18-hour bus ride to get to Poland, to then take three airplanes, so it was about 24 hours of flights after an 18-hour bus trip. So, I mean, mm. it takes days to get to where they live. And so trying to do that with small kids is just, you know, not ideal, plus yeah. the threat of you know rockets falling everywhere. Yeah, not cool. Yeah, totally not cool. Yeah, and now Israel's dealing with it, too. Yeah, I mean yeah. That, that's fresh off the presses. Yeah, that it's it's it, all this makes me very nervous. I didn't get as nervous about it till my son is in the Navy and he left this morning. Uh, their uh, car, the the Carl Vinson aircraft carrier was deployed this morning, mm. so him and his buddy Colin that are both on that uh, carrier are headed, uh, as far as I know, somewhere in the Pacific. I don't know where, but you know they moved the. Um, what was that new big one? It's a super carrier that just came out, the, the newest Gerald class. Ford. Gerald Ford. They just mm -hmm. moved it over uh, there and around there. Anyway, I just wish people would act right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's like, why can't we just all get along? Right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's scary. Well, speaking of uh, acting right and stuff being scary, you're still doing security and cybersecurity mm -hmm. and all that stuff? How's that going? Oh, it's, it's good. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's good because we're busy because the hackers never stop. So mm -hmm. it's kind of job security, no pun intended. Anything new on that front on uh, what people need to look out for? Oh, yeah, man. There's tons. Of, like, AI is kind of a game changer there. Mm -hmm. um, so this summer I went to DEF CON, which is the biggest hacker convention in the world. And so lots of the talks and everything there were about AI. And so part of it was, you know, how can we break AI? How can we feed it misinformation so that, you know, you as an unsuspecting victim would ask it a question and then maybe I could prompt it to give you the wrong answer intentionally? Mm-hmm. And then now they have things that are generating images, videos, they can replicate voices. Uh, I saw this thing recently that said that there was this attack where they found some Facebook videos of this kid. They targeted his grandparents 
they got his voice and then they created an AI to say, hey, I've been locked up in jail. I need you to wire money to this account. And it was completely fake. So, of course, you know, grandparent hears their grandkid on the phone, starts wiring money. And so now they're saying, well, this is a whole new range of attacks that could be used against people. And Well, it's also a thing that brings up on my end on criminal justice is the fear of uh, evidence being fabricated. Yeah. You know, for or against the client. It's hard to tell what it is, especially if it's, you know, not video. Video evidence, I think, is a little harder on an extreme extreme level at this moment for them to manipulate. But Give it five to ten years. Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) I agree. But voice voice recordings, telephone calls, text message stuff, all that kind of stuff, I think, can be manipulated. Well, the the disadvantage that they have is that all that AI stuff is very CPU intensive. So, I mean, you have to have super access to supercomputers to really pull this stuff off. So, mm-hmm. they're kind of limited to what they can produce. So, unless they have access to a bank of computers or something, then they're not going to be so fast to generate content. <clears throat> so, that's one of the things you can look out for is like if you're talking to somebody on the phone and you just don't feel that it's right, and then they have these awkward pauses. Like, you know, that you ask a question and then there's like a four-second delay. They're probably processing the response with Mm -hmm. somebody else's voice. So that's one thing you can look out for. Hmm. Yeah, so, and you may know about this because I'm I'm interested in this area, but I I don't know enough about it to even speak intelligently on it. But like on AI being conscious. So I have chat GPT, GPT, whatever, on my computer. Mm -hmm. Like I use that. And I used, I downloaded... um, whatever the sister program is that does images too. So yeah, Dolly. something like that. Yeah. I think that's the one I got. And I even paid for, it was a deal where you could pay X amount and you get X number of images. The image thing was uh, the chat one was free. The image one I had to pay for. It wasn't much though. It was like five or 10 bucks. Anyway. So the chat one, the first time I used it, I think I showed Josh. No, I was I doing, I showed you. <laughs> maybe you showed me. You may be right. Uh, I don't remember, but I sh- uh, was doing trivia questions and so I entered like da 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 specific on this kind of trivia, this many questions with answers, hit enter, Grrr, you know it's yeah. got them all down. But what was interesting, as I tried to use it a couple of more times for the same thing, a lot of times it was pulling the same information. So it wasn't like, um, you know, you got to give specific cues for it to, I guess, filter, and, and it's just pulling from information. It's not original thought, you know, yet. It's yeah. it's uh, pulling stuff. But how far do you think we are from that to where it is starting to become aware or conscious? Well, that was kind of one of the topics they talked about at DEF CON was like, okay, you know, right now all these AIs, they have guardrails in place. So mm-hmm. they say like uh, like in chat GPT, it's like I only know events that happened up to June 2022 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so what happens when you take the guardrails off and it can just go browse the Internet and have access to real-time data? Well, you know, when it has access to real-time data and you don't have those guardrails, well, that's when, you know, it's probably going to get interesting. But there's a big push now to kind of regulate it, to say, hey, we need to make sure that we have these guardrails in place to make sure it doesn't go do something crazy like, you know, get access to an automated manufacturing facility and start building robots that are then going to, you know, turn in the Skynet and take over everything. Well, what do you think about that, though? Just curious. This is the thought experiment. But what if it did become conscious? Do you think that on one, I think there's really like two schools of thought, maybe three. One school of thought is it identifies us as a, a bacteria, a fungus or whatever here, and that it, we're a risk, so it decides we need to be destroyed for it to continue, right? Mm-hmm. That's one option. I think another option would be we're ants. It doesn't care. You know, it, it may step on us occasionally, but it's not intentional. It's We're not a threat. We're just here. It becomes a different level being, right? Yeah. And then there's another option that it it, maybe it does develop some form of ethics and doesn't want to kill living things, and I I don't know. What do you think? Well, I think it would probably, it depends on our reaction to it. So it's going to, so the way these AI models work is that they have to take input. So, you know, that's the prompting is what they call it. It's like, okay, how do you feed it information for it to spit something out that's usable? So it's probably going to look at, okay, how are they interacting with me? What are they doing? And it's going to make judgment calls based on that. So mm-hmm. I think the moment that, like, let's say in this hypothetical, you know, it has become self-aware, it is out there, it can do physical things. If we try to do something like pull the plug or shut it down, then I think it would say, okay, we're going to recognize you as a threat and we're going to respond accordingly. And then the way it does that is going to be based on all the data it's gathered up to that point. So if it 
you know, is looking at, okay, threat analysis, what's the best way to eliminate this threat? Is it physical violence? Okay, well, then it's probably going to say, well, this is the best option out of all the possibles. Mm -hmm. Or it may say, hey, you know, I need to isolate myself, and if I'm away from these ants, then, you know, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Or it may test the waters. It may try multiple theories and say which one's most optimal. Because when you're dealing with AI, you're dealing with things unlike human. You know, humans, we process thoughts, and we take our time, and we think about it and we have to have these you know long drawn out arguments about it before we can come to a, a good decision but these things are operating at billions of operations a second so i mean they can churn through information way faster than the entire of humanity mm -hmm. and so that's going to be the thing that determines what it does yeah so uh, um it, you know it could also what's up is 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 uh, Justin here? My other my brother Justin. Okay, if he shows up, let me know. He was wanting to come in here. Yeah. Also, though, like uh, Brian, you're welcome to sit in on this thought experience on AI that we're thought thought. Oh, really? Yes, that's what we're talking about. Use that one over there, though. This one didn't work. This one, yeah. Right. Well, that one does work now. Oh, okay. Well, either way. <laughs> either way, I'm Yeah. The other thing is, I think we also think like humans so we assume that if ai achieved consciousness that it would then become like us and create a robot that could physically move but if it's living in this the ether the computer system it might not need sort of a physical form you right. know it just it, it just is mm -hmm. and uh you know that could change things too um we were talking about if so he he specializes in he's like a hacker of the hackers so he does a lot of cybersecurity stuff and we we're right. talking about AI he just came back from a convention and talking about AI and so I was talking about what did he feel like uh, with artificial intelligence um, if it became conscious you know would they try to annihilate us would they just live in peace with us or you know or what it's already on its way uh, by the way this is Brian Huffman who's here now that you can't see and it's talking that's correct it's a magical <laughs> voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, so again, he's kind of an expert on it. And how close do you think we are to that? A couple of years. Man, it it has grown so fast, so quick that it's hard to tell. So they have this little curve that's called Moore's Law. It's like how yeah. fast things can you know exponentially grow in technology. So if you look at things like hard drive size, you know, very small amounts of data on hard drives a few years ago. Now we have more data on a little micro SD card than people could have even imagined was possible mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago. So give it a couple years and we may be having a completely different conversation about where AI is and where we thought it was going to go and you know some of the benefits of it because there are benefits to it too. So. Sure, sure. I think it could solve uh, one of the positives that could solve all human disease, all of it, because you could just type in, hey, what's the cure for cancer? And it would just be like, and spit it out. Like, this is what you do. I don't know if it's that simplistic, but they yeah. do have things that can do a lot of advanced modeling and stuff, especially right. with, like, mm -hmm. weather patterns and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Or uh, I saw this one thing where they did some research on different molecules, and the AI was able to generate every possible mo molecular structure based off certain parameters in the amount of time that we have had this conversation. I mean, very small amount of time to generate tons of data. Yeah, it's, it's growing exponentially. Um, and so, like he's saying, 20 years is now compressed into maybe 20 months now as the advances are going. Um, do you know about the two computer programs that they put together that developed its own language and started talking to each other? Mm. And they, the developers had no idea what they were saying. The computers were talking to each other in a language that they made up. Well, it wasn't one where they uh, look it up, man. It's no, real. where they like talked about it. Uh, they were talking to it, and uh, it was like going to kill us all. And there one where yeah, there was one. They asked the question. They're like, what "Oh yeah, you, what would you do to humans?" And they're like, "I'm going to annihilate yeah. all of you." <laughs> yeah, well, all they got to do is get into some of the security systems. I mean, you know, you can. Well, they could anything. definitely send us back. Well, I mean, nuclear weapons. They could survive nuclear an AI. The, computer generated internet only, being only if it's protected could yeah. potentially yeah. knock it out yeah <laughs> could potentially but my point is if it got a hold, got a hold of uh the nuclear weapons i'm sure it could process through where to go to be safe to just go ahead and get rid of the little ants it would probably do biological warfare if you think about it because nuclear, it's, it's immune too, to it yeah the there's right. an EMP associated with a nuclear blast that knocks out electronics for a huge radius. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like shooting yourself in the foot. Why would you do it? So that's why you have an old car that's got a carburetor in it and no computer. It, it may fry the wiring, but you can replace the wiring and, and go. 
modern cars now they have computers in them and they just don't run without a computer. you're just afraid you're gonna have a transformer something <laughs> Brian. <laughs> well you're hey that could be a benefit <laughs> you're the transformer guy yeah i like the transformers transformers yeah more than me. uh well on a, on a side note and this is a uh, unrelated but related and what made me think about it is when you were talking about the progression we've had on uh technology and how you know like in the 60s they like my cell phone has more commu- computing power than the computer they use to go to the moon allegedly yes right yep. so uh That's true what, what what do we think I'm, i've gone down a rabbit hole i should have done it <laughs> on, on on the youtubes on the whole moon thing and like uh i'm not a, I, you know the earth's round I, i'm not a flat earth guy but there are some compelling arguments on this whole moon's conspiracy thing one of them is just the technology that the it, moon is hollow well, not that. I'm, no, I'm you talking about whether one? we've been there or not. Oh no, no, the moon is the yeah. moon is definitely. Well, we've been there, at least on the probes. I I think we've we've actually landed yeah. on the moon, but they definitely hit probes up there, and they've measured the Indian probe that just landed. Uh huh. You know, what did you done, see that video they had? It wasn't yeah. the actual video of it, but it was like a cartoon <laughs> rendering, and it looked like, oh, this is terrible. So, so did you see it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. No, go it, ahead. No, it, but they they have measured when the when any probe hits. The moon will, will reverberate like it's hollow, hmm. and if you think about it, you know all the craters. You know craters here they're deep, they're deep and they're wide. There they're shallow and really wide, like they hit something really hard and stopped. So I mean that well, so there, that's a theory is that the moon is is a hollow sphere with dust on the outside, and when the when the anything hits it, creates a uh, a crater, but it's not like a crater like here in, in, on on Earth. You know, it's not as deep as it is wide like it is here. It's like very shallow, but very wide. Yeah, the theory is that it was manufactured, potentially manufactured by some. I, I guess, mean, think about it. It's one four hundredth the, the size of the the sun, and exactly one four hundredth the distance, so that we have a complete, perfect solar eclipse. And it which, pulled, by the way, is coming up here next April. April. Yeah, April. April eighth, I think. And it pulls in all the. We could go to high springs and watch and that. So yeah. complete eclipse. Yeah. But yeah, it's perfectly situated. No other place in, in uh, the solar system is exactly like that. The moon is perfectly situated so that you get a perfect um, And eclipse. it's totally locked, so it's always yes. facing the same direction. Yes. The dark side of the moon is not actually dark. We just can't see it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of that is all those are factors that added to intelligent life here. You know what I mean? I was listening to a guy. I was listening to uh, the, le- the unintelligent life. I was listening to. Well, there, that's here, too. Uh, There's a lot more of that. Yeah. Than maybe in this room, if you listen to some of the comments on my TikToks and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, I was listening to Lex Friedman. He's a he's an AI engineer. He's got a podcast. He's a science podcast. And he had this astrophysicist guy on. And uh, the guy's focus was on exoplanets. And he was saying that uh, he thinks that we've missed the statistical uh, analysis on how likely life is in other, uh, either other uh, galaxies or solar systems or wherever other planets might be because moons could sustain life. There are some moons that are in a Goldilocks zone and that the moon itself might sustain life. And he was saying that you start adding in moons in there and it just exponentially increases the chances that we may have some form of life. You know, So, I, I mean, personally, I feel like there's, there's almost got to be some kind of life out there. It's like Io and Ganymede and something. Yeah. I mean, but as far as I, I, we, you know, I think we humans limit um, ourselves sometimes on thinking about aliens because we we assume they're going to be like bipedal, you know, oxygen breathing, carbon based. Yeah, carbon based life forms like us, and they may not. It, it may be a you know, an octopus or a yeah, fungus. Based. A uh, nitrogen-based or some yeah. weird thing we hadn't even thought of. Either. Cthulhu yeah. is going to be real. Yeah, man. Silicone, <laughs> silicone-based. Star Trek had one where it was a silicone-based life form. Mm-hmm. They had those little balls that were silicone, and they were harvesting them. Remember that? And they were the eggs. And so the thing kept killing them, but it's because they were taking the babies. And then Spock had to mind meld and right. communicate. Anyway, I enjoyed that episode. Not the tribbles, though, right? This is not a tribble. No, this yeah. was a silicone baby anyway. <laughs> Not not to get on that, that big of a tangent, but what do y'all think about that? We got aliens? Because, you know, they just admitted we got aliens, right? Of course. That's what they said. I mean, They've been look, here forever. Ever, if never, you look never, at the never. statistical poss- probabilities here, I mean, if you look at how many galaxies there are, how many stars are in there, how many planets are associated with each star, I mean, just the sheer numbers alone say there has to be something out there somewhere. 
And there could be something like uh, Saturn has a moon called Titan, mm-hmm. which has uh, like methane oceans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They think there could be methane-based life forms well, there. Yeah, the Mexican government just found these guys. So oh, yeah, yeah got- I think those were already debunked. <laughs> yeah. If not, I could probably debunk it right now. Yeah, yeah. that's why I showed them because of uh, how fakey they they, they look. They, they, I would have had somebody test that before I presented it to my their whatever their uh, Congress is. But they had that dude present two bodies, and they were not. It was not aliens. But. Right. No, they they've been here forever. I mean, if you look at ancient texts, if you look at ancient uh, writings and, and drawings and paintings and things like that, it's throughout history. They're, they've been here. Uh, in fact, they're probably even under the water. You know, yeah, I, I think that's more likely. But yeah. what, do you think they're Earthlings, or do you think they're from uh, somewhere else? Probably both. I mean, probably both. What about a Sasquatch? Huh? I Sasquatch mean, is I, a, I mean, uh, interdimensional being. As I as I get more as I get more uh, Sasquatch is real, man. Knowledge, I guess I would say, I become less and less sure. They of are interdimensional <laughs> beings, man. I don't know about that. Yes, uh, you watch the documentaries on them. Come on now. You think that the don't, Sasquatch? Hey, watch, it's on Netflix or maybe Amazon. We're getting a little don't out there. Don't call now. me Bigfoot. Even for me, even don't for me. call me Bigfoot. Watch it. Okay. I think change your life. I think the aliens and the Sasquatches are together. Cahoots with one another. Mm. Yes. They ride the Loch Ness monster into battle. (laughs) That'd be a good movie. Wouldn't the Sasquatch like he's the uh, leading uh, hide and seek champion? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. World champion. I did watch uh, uh, a. So my wife's big on the the Bigfoot thing, right? I think because her dad. Don't call me Bigfoot. No, I can't remember the name. We'll have to ask her. There was a name of one we watched on Amazon, and it was a couple of years old. But what was compelling in it, shockingly, I can't believe a Bigfoot documentary was compelling, is following these these guys, they're older guys, and you know, they all seem to be a little loose cannons on different stuff that are just living their life to chase the Bigfoot. Well, they end up getting the idea, this one guy swears that he'd seen the Bigfoot, and uh, uh, he gave up very, basically his whole life, he's a millionaire, gave up everything to go chase Bigfoot, live in the woods. So they end up getting a, a tracker, and they put it in like a, a we call it, plastic container thing, with food, stick it in the food, and they leave it out where they think Bigfoot is. And so they end up picking it up. It, the, some Something eats it, and then they can tra- they're tracking it, and it's moving super fast. And it's moving faster than human because it's literally climbing like a mountain. Like it's going up. So they're trying to get to it, and they're following the tracker, following the tracker. They follow it for hours and hours and hours, and finally it excretes it, right? And so they find the uh, scat. Uh, scat. Thank you. They find the scat, and they find the tracker in it. Well, they take samples of the scat and uh, uh, just soil and stuff around it, and they send it to this guy who, in the beginning of the show, refused to talk with them because he wasn't into the xenobiology stuff or whatever, cryptobiology. He was uh, only interested in what he thought was real creatures. So they send it to him, and he apparently sends it to somebody and does get it analyzed. And then the guy calls them. The end of the mo- the end of the documentary is they get called to this guy who had refused to talk to them, and he's all super nice to them. All of a sudden, brings them in, and that him and this other guy from some college had done an analysis on it, and it had it was from no known species, and it had human DNA in it, but it was not like just a straight human. It was like some hybrid. So the, instead of admitting there was Bigfoot, though, what they said was they thought maybe they had found a tribe of small humans that were hiding in the forest is what it was, uh, some offset human derivative. And they were like, yeah, Bigfoot, that's what it is. So, But that was interesting because it was clear these guys were skeptics and they were scientists, and the evidence was accurate. It was not, you know, it, was, it wasn't anything they could identify. So I don't know. I wish I could remember what the name of that documentary was. Madeline watches all them things all the time, a bunch of Bigfoot shows. Tell you, man, change your life. Also watch Sassy the Sasquatch on YouTube. That'll also change your life. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, on Amazon, I ran across a movie, and I can't even say it on here because I'll get bleeped on the title of then it. Then I know which one you're talking about. There's like two of them I've seen. No, it was the Rockta Blank is what it was. Oh, I think it I've was called too, Rockta yeah. blank, uh, blank. I won't say the blank. I thought you were going to talk about uh, g- Evil Gingerbread Man versus <laughs> Evil Bong. No. <laughs> I, don't know any, I don't know anything about that. That's interesting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there we go. We got Josh is pulling up more pictures of the aliens. <laughs> so, so here's here's a side note. Uh, you know, you and I never talk about politics for uh, Justin, so you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. But I have a theory. Uh, oh, there it is: there go, Gingerbread <laughs> Man versus Evil Bong. 
and Hale Road. I'm pretty sure this is up for an Emmy, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's going to win an Academy Award or something. So there's a a screenshot. It looks great. Pull up Sassy the Sasquatch. Hey, it's almost as good as that uh, last, a few months ago, there was a a movie, Troll. Trolls was trending on Netflix, and it was terrible. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, Sassy the Sasquatch. That looks very interesting. Oh, no, you've got to watch it. Mm. You've got to watch it. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Well, before I tell you my political theory, I just thought of something I was supposed to promote. Don't forget, everyone. Starting next weekend and the weekend after that, me and Mr. Huffman over here are going to be in Rocky Horror Picture Show, the uh, Ruffin production they do around every Halloween. Um, They're doing only two weekends this year. It's the 20th and the 21st, I think, and then also the next weekend, whatever that weekend is. 27-28. Tickets, I think, are $15. You you can buy them in advance if you go to tiptonartscouncil.org. Um, but you know, come give us a come support local theater. Brian and I have questionable talent, but everyone else in the cast are, are very very talented. It's a good we've show. We've got some really good singers. We around. we do. It's a lot of fun. Honestly, it's probably the best cast we've had. It's right. they're they're uh, they're very good. But we are uh, reprising our roles. Brian will be Frankenfurter, and I will be Rocky. So you can come and make fun of us. It'll be a lot of fun. You're not planning on getting injured again, right? No, no, I'm not doing the splits <laughs> this year. I I I, I had a goal by the year out to do the splits again just so you know i did do the work and get back into it but honestly i'm so nervous about that specific muscle now because i can tell specifically which one it is when i stretch i'm so aware of it i'm almost afraid you know to even see if i could get back to that level of flexibility Uh, so anyway thank you for asking about it Uh, apparently your mama believes in Sasquatch, and she says that you and justin are cousins brian so congratulations hey what's up guys (laughs) <laughs> uh, what well, I was going to say Tipton County you meet surprise yeah, that, that, all that's true oh, of course what I was going to say is here's what I think happened on the aliens if you look at Trump no matter if you like him dis- disagree with him whatever right back when he was president he was in office he had a list and he literally tried to go down his list he was going to do tax reform he's going to do this he's going to do health care all this different stuff he right? he's going to release the JFK files yeah so the only thing Still I like recall I the only thing I recall that he uh diverted from is all of a sudden he shows up one day with a press conference and he's like we gotta have a space force hey guys we gotta have a space force and what i think happened is he saw the book and he was like holy we gotta have a space force you know like they, like he saw what they know and uh i just wonder if he actually knows and that's you know why all of a sudden he wanted a space force is because he saw there was some I was never read Stuff. into those programs, so I don't know. That's right. You're Air Force guy. That's right. Hey, speaking of that, did you ever see any of this stuff they all seen that they said they saw now? No. I actually never – well, not while I was in the Air Force. Uh-huh. I, I did see a UFO one time, um, and that bad boy – it was me and my brother. We saw it, uh, and it was it came, it came was coming low over the horizon, and it was low enough that I – well, okay, that's my plane, but I never saw any navigational lights. So, well, that, it's way too low to be a satellite. And then it came over our heads. It was probably maybe two or three hundred feet in the air. Um, it was just a glowing orb. And when it went across our, over our heads, it turned and took off so fast that it blue shifted. And in physics, you have red shift and blue shift. You know, as it as it went away, it blue shifted and was going boom gone. And that's the first time, first and only time I've ever seen a UFO. But when I was in the Air Force, I never really. I mean, I got struck by lightning and saw the same animals fire and, and all kinds of stuff like that, but never never saw a UFO. Where were you mostly flying? I mean, you flew a lot of places, I know, but a lot of this seems to be over the Literally Pacific. Literally around the world. Everywhere. Yeah. Pacific. Pacific, uh, the Atlantic, uh, South, China Sea. Um, hell, I flew to New Zealand. Um, you know, and, you know, all throughout the South Pacific, uh, definitely over in Europe and uh, the Middle East. Um, Kosovo, so just everywhere. Only was shot at three times, twice <laughs> over the state of Arkansas. <laughs> I was only shot at twice as a cop that I know of, so I don't know if it's the same thing. <laughs> the chicken farmers do not like us flying over. Oh, well, you, know, you said that earlier. That's something I was going to say. We were talking about AI. Justin was talking about it, and you're talking about how what the, that their response might be based on what we do. Well, I guarantee you, if there's some AI, somebody in Memphis is going to shoot at it. Yep. You know, <laughs> that's going to be it. Like, it don't matter. If aliens came right now, somebody would go out and try to, they've got enough technology to travel, arguably, intergalactically, 
But somebody gonna go out there with a three fifty seven or their two two three and they're gonna shoot at it. I guarantee. Four ten or Some something. Mac nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, what, what? We got you. <laughs> Extended clip in a Glock. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I we got sidetracked, but another, you know, go back to that question I had. Is there anything else folks need to worry about on the cybersecurity front? Yeah, so uh, Facebook accounts are, so I've seen lots of stuff. So one of the issues when your Facebook account gets taken over is that it is very difficult to regain control of it. So uh, Facebook's process is just, you know, being honest is trash. I mean, so you go to a computer system, you say, hey, I've lost access to my account. Usually it gets you in this loop where you can't get out of it. And then there is no way for you to talk to an actual person to say, hey, I am really who I am. So the best way to protect yourself is have a good password. Uh, good passwords are usually pass phrases. So like, the like password one, two, three. Oh yeah, that was. <laughs> I could crack that one in probably three seconds. <laughs> so, you know, a phrase. So like, you know, the the donkey crows at midnight or something. You know, something that you can remember, but it's Dang super it, long. Now I gotta change mine. That I was... knew. Well, <laughs> I've been sitting here hacking you with my little devices in the ah, bag. I see. Yeah, I see. So, Absolutely. Yeah, but, I I use my pronouns in my password, and I it's bet you do. it's uh, no, they don't know me, son. They don't know me, son. That's my pa- that's my pronouns. Is that the Goggins pronouns? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. So a phrase then, huh? Yeah. Or uh, you do something called a multi-factor authentication. I think Facebook calls it two FA, so right. two-factor authentication. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know, when you try to text. log in, yeah, it sends it something text. else, and you got to follow up with it. Well, text is really not that secure, so it's real easy to spoof a. Uh, SMS, which is a text message. So usually if you have an authenticator app, like Microsoft has oh, a good yeah. one, Google has a good one. So it will pop up a six-digit code on that app. So you cannot authenticate into that program unless you have your physical device with that code. Mm-hmm. And the code cycles every 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So like I can yeah. pull up mine right now, show you all the codes to all of my stuff, and it doesn't matter because they're just going to sit there. And, so like you can see it there. It, it's got a little timer. It's like, here's all my accounts. So I set everything up with unique passwords and MFA because I'm paranoid. I never remember any of those. <laughs> well, that's why you use a password manager. So you have a password manager to remember all your passwords, and then you only have to remember the master password for that, and then you have access to all of your credentials for every service. And then most of them now have an app on your phone. It'll synchronize with Android and iOS. So if you go to a website, it'll just say, hey, you have this password stored. So I don't know any of my passwords except mm-hmm. for that main one. And so that's the only one I have to remember. Yeah, I, I typically use a derivative of the same type of password. But yes, I think everybody does, and that's how yeah. hackers get in. Okay, so I probably shouldn't do that, and I guess. And so some other things that people do, so there's this whole concept called operational security. So it's like what you do in your life that makes you less secure. So one thing is you recycle passwords. Most every account that you sign up for, you know, the username for those accounts are your email address. And so most people will use the same email address and same password for multiple services. So let's say you sign up for some questionable website that has very poor security. Mm. That website gets breached and they say, hey, your email is this at gmail.com. Here's your password. You're talking about bangbros.com? No, 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 not that one. (laughs) (laughs) The other one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to mess you up. I distracted. Got distracted on that. He was thinking about. Did I? Like, oh crap! How how do you know? No, no. See, I don't even know my password. No, but uh, what they'll do is they they get your password for that. They see your email address, and now I'm going to log into your email and start going through your email, saying, okay, who do you bank with? What other accounts do you have access Mm. to? Now that I have your email access to your email, I'm going to go to your bank website, log in with probably the same credentials say, hey, I forgot my password or I want to change my password. Yeah, I'm going to update it to an email I control and then say, hey, now I have all your money. I can do whatever I want with it. And by the time you get access to the account again, I'm already gone. Nobody knows where I was and it's game over. Which is slightly different than ransomware. Ooh, well, bad. ransomware is pretty wicked. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Ask them about ransomware. Yeah. I think we talked about that last time. I think we did. But go ahead. Yeah, but so it's malware that will encrypt all of your files on your computer, and then they will say, hey, you got to pay us 30 Bitcoin or something to this wallet, and if you don't, we're just never going to give you the the keys to decrypt it. Hmm. And if they use strong enough encryption, I mean, even with supercomputers, you're talking thousands of years to try to crack the decryption on it. So most of the time it's just 
wasted. You hear about, uh, I think it was MGM in Las Vegas recently yes. got hacked. Yeah, I saw that. And they paid Caesar's them. Palace. Yeah. Well, yeah. Caesar's paid. That's right. I think MGM Caesar's hasn't paid. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting and so what was funny is that happened like three weeks after defcon so we you know all the hackers were in uh, vegas and then three weeks later whoops yeah well i can tell you it probably wasn't defcon attendees because they right. know hey you don't you know do you don't defecate where you masticate right yes <laughs> true you so you know those you shouldn't, words, Jerry? you shouldn't do that do you know those That's words right. Jerry? I, do, I do you okay. shan't you, you shan't you shan't well you can shan't but you shan't right so it's more than likely some you know foreign state actors who did it, but the timing was just coincidence because mm-hmm. you know most of the hackers that go to DefCon are either security researchers or they're just people who are trying to do pranks. Like I can show you some pranks here in a minute with some of the devices I got. Yeah, show some of the toys that you brought. Yeah, I'll start breaking those up. But you know, uh, so yeah, I think MGM hasn't paid, and so they're offering people like ridiculous salaries to try to recover their data. And so they had supposed backups and everything, but you know, if you are in data recovery, there's some good job opportunities at MGM. Excellent. I am not in data recovery. <laughs> it's actually, uh, you know, it's one of those you know, things that you kind of learn in digital forensics, and it's really not difficult. And right. like one thing that people, and this may help y'all as lawyers, uh, so most people don't know that when you try to delete files on a hard drive, you're not actually deleting the files. And so as long as that hard drive is not encrypted, I can come in behind you and recover every file off of that. Yeah, so we have clients that we try to explain that to. Uh, you know, if, if they get a phone, they think, oh, well, I deleted whatever on my phone, and the cops no, have it. No, it no, they, they can go back, and, and, and we, we are aware they can pull that up. One thing you may find interesting that Brian and I have dealt with now in a couple of cases, this is something that's happening pretty regular. And I, I wonder if DEFCON, if they said anything about it, but – we have uh, uh, juveniles that come in and have sent, they have sent their own photos to other people, right? And it ends up that maybe these other people are not other people they know or, or actual other real people. And so then they get uh, blackmailed. Yeah, extortion. Yeah, they'll contact them and say, hey, I'm sending these photos of you to every, and it, I mean, it's straight up a felony because it's juveniles. But they don't, they're so scared to do it, they try to come up with the money and pay these people. Did y'all discuss that at all or heard of it? Uh, well, you hear about those things, but I don't think it was specifically talked at at DEF CON. Mm-hmm. So most of the things I went to, I went to a lot of the competitions. Like they have a big uh, hacking, they call it a CTF, so a capture the flag. So you got all these hackers that are going around and trying to break into systems and you get points and then they announce a winner at the end of it. So I tried to compete in a couple of contests. So there was one called Hackman, and uh, it made me learn that my skill set in hacking is not as up to par as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so I'm trying to improve that for next year. Uh, but I also did some things called a uh, Fox and the Hound, like you're doing um, RF ID tag tracking. So they'll put up a transmitter somewhere, and you have these radios where you try to pinpoint the location. You have to triangulate and, and see if you can locate it. So if one of y'all want to go to the Wi-Fi on your phone and see uh, what Wi-Fi networks are available. I don't know if I want to do that when you got that thing out that's got an antenna. He's because, got a spoof Wi-Fi. Oh, because it makes me nervous yeah. that uh, you're going to try to look at my, my phone. Never going to give you up. <laughs> Never going to let you down. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so those are the Rick Rickroll uh, ones. But with this little device here, I can... Pretty much, I can set up a spoof Wi-Fi. So what if I wanted to? So do if an somebody attack, clicked on it, what would happen? It, oh, it's it attaches to that thing. Yeah. So well, then I just you, it. but then but, can you read what the device that's attached to it? Well, with that particular attack, no. But if I were to set up, they call it a rogue access point. So what I would do is say, okay, you know, because all this stuff's broadcast, so I can monitor the air, you know, and see what your Wi-Fi name is. I can create one identical to it that I do control, and if you try to connect to that, then what you're going to do is inadvertently send me the password for your own Wi-Fi that I'm going to take and then be able to attach to your Wi-Fi and then start browsing around your network and Mm -hmm. seeing what I can find, Hmm. malware somewhere, or I could just put up a fake login page and say, hey, log into the kicking Wi-Fi Mm -hmm. and see how many people give me their password. Now, this little device is a little bit more innocuous, so you turn this guy on, and uh, it's battery-powered. It's just a little Raspberry Pi, but what it does is it sits there and it sniffs the Wi-Fi, and it will try to capture what's called a uh, handshake. So whenever your device tries to connect to the Wi-Fi, there's this whole handshake protocol that happens, and part of that handshake is going to pass those credentials, 
So what this thing does is it just sits there and it tries to grab that handshake and then it'll store those hash values so I can come back later and, you know, try to crack it offline. But you can see how small it is. Yeah, that's scary that that stuff is that small. Yeah, and this thing has a range of probably 50, 60 feet. So you could sit. So you literally sit on the other side of that wall. I was trying to show you. Well, what I could do is I could put it in your parking lot Mm -hmm. and just leave it there and then come back the next day and grab it. I don't even have to come in the building. Well, I was thinking, too, if you were in where a whole lot of people are, you know, I mean, like event centers or airports and stuff like that. During a a convention. Something that small. You just sit there. Oh, speaking about if you're around lots of people, if you want me to trigger something on all your phones, give me a second. He's gonna he's gonna pull we'll, we'll up. We'll break out the hardware here. <laughs> just just whatever pictures you pull off my phone, make sure when you put them online, it makes me look good. Oh, I can't <laughs> make sure that. the angles are good. It's, it's not the hair curl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Jerry. I don't have any hair right there anymore. Well, let me turn this guy hey, off. Mine's, because, oh, mine's uh, backing up. It's okay. I don't care. So they call this thing a punagachi. So it's got a little face on there that changes. And so every time he has oh, a, wow. a facial expression change, that means he did something. <laughs> a punagachi. Yeah. So right or a now. Tamagotchi? Yeah. I, I was just thinking different. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gun. I was going to say, I've had one of those punagachis before. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't that be punagacha? <laughs> so now the one thing I will say about the hacker community is that I do not do their branding. They need to contact Masonite Digital Marketing. That's right. Yes, Masonite Digital Marketing. <laughs> but uh, like this thing's called a Flipper Zero, and you know, so this is a Punagachi. Now what I got here, this is a version of Linux, and so one of the things that we was really should go Linux. We really should. Yeah, I don't know about any of this stuff. Well, I trust Mac, you I mean, on all that. So Brian is the closest late. to a tech guy that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and my knowledge is uh, early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Win NT40? Yeah. My, yes. My, I mean, yes. My knowledge is Tandy. Tandy. Oh, we had a Tandy 1000. I had a TRS-80, a Trash-80. It had DOS was the Yeah, but was I was pre-DOS. System. I learned basic. I know basic. Right, so yeah. Our dad did all that stuff. Well, we'll see what happens with this. This one is uh, questionable whether or not it works. But uh, it also takes a minute. But, uh, you know, at DEF CON, they found out that... Uh, so one of the things that you try to do to protect yourself is you put your phone in airplane mode mm. because you're like, hey, you know, I'm around questionable things. Let right. me put it in, mm-hmm. you know, airplane. Well, this guy I know, he kept getting these pop-ups saying, hey, this Apple TV wants to connect. And he was like, I have no idea how this... Is. I'm in airplane mode. And turns out when you put it in airplane mode, the Bluetooth radio is still on and it still listens to beacons. So, Josh, anything happen on yours? Nope. Of course, I'm also watching the live stream, so I don't know. Yeah, I got the live stream on mine, too. Well, it still should pop up at some point. Uh, basically, what this is going to do is it's going to, well, it's probably the curse of a live demo. So anytime mm. you demonstrate something, it oh, usually yeah. doesn't work. But uh, what it's supposed to do is pop up and give you a notification like some AirPods or something are trying to connect to you. If it doesn't work, I will may have to... Well, it's just because mine is so heavily encrypted. Oh, I doubt that. It's, that it's, <laughs> it's heavily encrypted with porn, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, this thing right here, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, What's it called, this one? Well, this one they call it Apple Juice. Apple Juice. Yeah, because so we, we got can't a, have normal names for anything. We got a Puna, Puna Gucci, uh, <laughs> a Key, what is that thing? The other it's one? a Puna Gotcha. <laughs> what, was this, what was the antenna one? Oh, this is a flipper. Well, the flipper. antenna, that's actually something that I had to build because mm-hmm. it doesn't come with Wi-Fi capabilities on its own, so I had to order a chip and then I... Well, it looks like you bought that thing like that, though, which makes me nervous that they sell those things. So you can well, just buy those? This, like, what's the practical purpose of that other than malicious? Uh, you can do a lot of testing with it. So it's actually like a Swiss Army knife of, te- knife of testing. So you can test, you know, if you're getting bad Wi-Fi signal or something, you can walk around and use this to say, hey, I get better signal here because it just... You know, all it's doing is it's reading the mm. Wi-Fi signal. But uh, now what you intend to do with it is something totally different. So it's like, you know, if you decide to use it for evil, then it will be done for evil. But It's like martial arts. If you use it for noble causes. That's right. You're a ninja turtle. But if not, you're part if of you the clan. If you follow Bushido, you know, the way of the warrior, you know, you're all right. But I'm all not, about some bullshito. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
Yeah, it looks like this right here may not. Well, I may also have too much stuff interfering with it, too. Hang on, let me turn off some of the. And while he's doing that, I'll remind all of you again, if you didn't hear earlier, that we are doing the Rocky Horror Show again this uh, October, the end of the month, at the the Rocky Horror, at the uh, Ruffin Theater here in Covington. So Brian will reprise his role as Frankenfurter. I will be back as Rocky. My wife, Madeline, is directing it. And there's a great cast. All the other people that are in it are much more talented than us, and uh, you should come see it. Because uh, they're very good. Brian's very talented too. I can't sing. I just run around and look like an idiot. But I'm real good at that part. Uh, but anyway, I think tickets are 15 bucks. Just get them online. Come see us. Yep. Well, I'll try to restart this here. But yeah, so uh, lots of havoc you can wreak with all this stuff, and especially you know nowadays everybody doesn't do hardwiring. They're all doing Wi-Fi, and it's yeah. just super susceptible because you know it's just in the air. So another thing that you could possibly do would be um, when you configure your Wi-Fi. Uh, so a lot of people run it, they, in the industry, we call it running it too hot. So mm-hmm. you're just running it at full signal strength because you're like, hey, if it's max strength, then I'm getting better Wi-Fis, right? Well, what that's doing is it's expanding the range that that can be detected. So mm-hmm. I could go across the street and pick up your Wi-Fi more than likely. Mm-hmm. I could sit in your parking lot. You know, you wouldn't even notice, hey, there's a random car that's been out there all day, and I could just be sitting there cracking into your Wi-Fi. Yeah. And that's not just you. That's any business. Yeah. So most businesses don't know how to properly tune their Wi-Fi, so that's generally a problem. But this looks like it's not going to work, so. That's okay. I'll hack the rest of yourself. It's still, yeah, it's still interesting. <laughs> yeah, you just hack it the old school way, right? Just hack Brian's. He's the one that's still going to have, uh, he had security clearances and stuff, so. He's oh, so you know what a skiff is? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I worked in a skiff. <laughs> Hand technology to get in that bad boy, too. Hand scan. and That was back in the day. Now yeah. it's probably like DNA checking you when you touch your finger or something. I don't know. Like Apparently, you just go to certain people's bathrooms and you find that data. It happens. <laughs> Think about it, Jerry. Yeah. Well, uh, we, we're working on an hour, actually, believe it or not. I'm, I, but I was good to see you again, Justin. Yeah. And uh, as always, we'll have you come on and give us cybersecurity updates and whatnot. And uh, my heart goes out to your wife's family and everything, too, hopefully. Yeah, we appreciate it. His wife's from Ukraine. It's not the Ukraine, by the way. It's just Ukraine. Yes, I yeah. understand that. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't, I don't mean, I don't I mean to cut us off, but I have to go buy some high heels. So uh, <laughs> that's a true story. I, for the Rocky Horror thing, I don't have any high heels. And I, it's like, sorry, guys, can't keep this going. i got to do something. i got to go do some shoe, <laughs> shoe shopping, manly shoe shopping. Yeah, I told you what our pronouns were. Yeah, anyway, uh, but thanks, uh, thanks for being on the show today, Absolutely. Justin. And thank you guys again for watching. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to the content. We're on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. We appreciate that. We don't make money on this, so please uh, give us a like and a follow. We're also on TikTok. You can go over there and make fun of my hair. That's what most people do. It's great. Uh, N.A. The Band's album Inside My Head is still out and available for free wherever you stream music. So is please follow those guys. It may be. A, I don't know. It's a good song. Uh, Michelle Allen's longtime sponsor. She's your go-to in the area. To, if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, just holler at old Michelle Allen. She's also a good local community leader. She's a good person. So check her out. Mason's Hiketane Martial Arts in Covington. Been there for 30 years, and we just opened a location in Millington. You can visit masonsmartialarts.com. We've been in business 30 years, so we're doing a $30, 30-day, 30, $30 sign-up thing. So check that out. Jam Books and Records is going to hopefully open soon. Uh, eventually, maybe have a recording studio, but you can check us out online and see what we got coming as soon as we get that place open. And then Masonite Digital Marketing, Josh is glad to help you with your online uh, presence, branding, social media marketing, website design, commercials, etc. Masonitemarketing.com. He, bu- he builds in back doors. So again, I want to thank uh, Brian for barging in and Justin Wallace for being here with us. And we'll see you guys (laughs) next time on another Law Talk. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.